Give yourself the permission to become what you already know you are. Give yourself the permission to become what you already know you are. All right, guys, this is episode 35 of the Self Love Effect podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Toppings. And if you have not done so already, hit that subscribe button so you never miss another podcast episode again. With me today, I have a very strong, authentic, she's a fighter, um, she's an advocate, she's a mother, she's a friend, um, she is an overall badass warrior, and for those of you listening, you might know her as the Fighting Fox. I have right in front of me, Miss Sandra. Welcome to the Self Love Effect podcast. Thank you for saying yes. Thank you for being a part of this. And I really am so excited to dive in a little deeper for our listeners and myself to get to know your journey because there's so many aspects of it, you know, just watching you. And if you don't know already, I know I kind of told you this a while back, but when I decided to start street parking, you were one of the first people that I started following. Um, and I was totally obsessed with your page because it's just a daily reminder that we are strong and we're capable of much more than we believe we are. And, um, you prove that and I, your story is absolutely remarkable. And I think, um, the listeners, they may cry, they may laugh, uh, they will smile, but I feel like they're going to take away so much from, um, your journey. And, and I hope they really do because you're such a light. So thank you for being a part of the self-love effect. Thank you. That was well, I was like, I'm like tearing up and it was like, well, I'm, I'm going to be super cool during this whole thing. So, wow. Um, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, before we start, before she starts um, and she, she tells us all about her journey, I want you guys to close your eyes and repeat after me. I love myself. Remember, I am courageous. Remember that I am not afraid of the things that I know that I am able to overcome. Remember that I am brave, although I might not always feel capable, I am strong. I will remember to always choose to keep going I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. All right. So Sandra, I'm so excited for you to share your story. So whenever you're ready, wherever you want to start, you know, I I feel like you have so much for us to listen and hear and take away from. So wherever you feel you want to start, um, go ahead. Yeah, here we go. Um, Yeah, I guess I feel like every life story has so many chapters and you never know what each chapter is going to bring or what like surprise it's going to bring. And you also never know how you're going to respond to or react to that chapter, right? You, you just never know all the different things that piece together your life in what direction they're going to take you and And the only thing you can control ever is how you react. And sometimes you surprise yourself. And um, 
you know, I was, um, I feel like I'm an immigrant a hundred times over. I, uh, you know, I, I was born in Iraq and I grew up in the United Arab Emirates. Um, and at, when I was a kid, I went to a British private school and I had a British accent. And then, uh, you know, as I was a little bit older, I went to a Canadian school and my parents always had plans of us immigrating to Canada, which we ended up doing. I was 15. I went to high school there and I graduated and I was going to go to pharmacy school. That was my plan. And the closest pharmacy school to me, even though I lived in, in Windsor in Canada, closest pharmacy school is in Detroit. So I went there and, you know, met my husband. And the next thing I know, we're, we're moving to Michigan and, you know, I'm working and we have kids. And these are all, I think, like, maybe they're not normal for everybody moving that many times, but, but like, that's a normal trajectory of life, right. Where you're like, Oh, I go to school and I did Mm -hmm. this and I met somebody and I got married and I had children and all these things are normal, but there are so many things in my life that, um, you know, kind of are moments. Like when I think back of significant moments of my life that have helped shape who I am. And one of them was, you know, I actually got held back one of my years in pharmacy school. And that was really difficult for me because I was always a really, really good student and I had never had bad grades, but that particular semester, I failed two of my classes and I got held back. And I, uh, I was like having like almost an identity crisis. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> like the only thing I'm good at is school. Cause I didn't do any sports really. Like I, um, dabbled, but I wasn't like an athlete. And so I took advantage of like the college, like counseling, like they have this like free counseling for students. And I remember like envisioning that I was going to be like, you know, like on the TV shows, like I'm going to lay back on a chaise lounge and they're going (laughs) to talk to me and be like, interesting. Like, Oh, you're, you're an enigma. And they were like, Hey, we actually think you're a candidate for, for group therapy. And I was like, what? (laughs) Like, I'm not special enough to do this individual therapy. So I go to group therapy and, and like I said, this is when like the life throws you a surprise. The chapter is like a twist and you're like, what? And it's all about how you react to it. So I go to group therapy and I realize that, um, the problems I had with my, like this, like identity crisis that I was Mm -hmm. having about being, you know, some amazing student was so insignificant compared to some of the other actual problems that I saw. Um, you know, there was just, just name it. Like it it was a big group. And the, the biggest thing I would say that I took away from that, and that's really, really shaped, um, a huge part of who I am because, I think I was about 22 when this happened to me. The, one of the counselors had said, you know, watch your language, basically. Like, watch how you describe things. Watch how you say things. Because let's pretend, I don't know, your um, computer, you spill a drink over it and it, and all your documents mm-hmm. are gone and whatever. And you're like, oh my God, this is a disaster. 
And when you say that, you truly believe it's a disaster, right? Like you truly believe. And, and it's like, but a disaster, a disaster is actually something like a hurricane that destroys a mm-hmm. city. A disaster is, you know, like a family getting hit by a drunk driver. And like, those are, there's calibers, right? right? right. Disasters. And if you shift your mindset and you change the way you use words, even you use thoughts to describe something. So instead of saying, oh my God, what a disaster. And you say something like, this is a setback. It reframes your mind. And that became like the basis of how I continue to live my life. I'm 38 now. So for, you know, like what, 16 years, I remembered this. And so going forward, as I, you know, I end up working and I had kids and about four years ago, just under, under four years ago, three years now, I found a lump in my breast and I found out that I have breast cancer and it came out of nowhere. And that was, um, like when people say like, what's the big thing that like changed your life and sure marriage and kids graduation are all on the list, but that was the thing that I was like, what? the, like, what is, I couldn't even believe that it was happening. Um, so, I mean, just about that specifically, you know, I had no risk factors. I have no genetic markers. Um, I don't have a family history. So it was very surprising, especially at my age. And at the time, you know, I was, was working and I was going to crop like a CrossFit box you know, a couple of days a week and I was very active and I did my very best in eating as well as I could. And I was just so surprised and so floored. And that was, I, I mean, I would arguably say it was the worst thing that ever happened to me. But however, with that being said, um, I was lucky because I survived and I was, you know, I had access to treatment and I had all these surgeries and I responded well, and I'm just extremely lucky, but it, it created another problem. So like, again, the chapter is like, Hey, new, new wrinkle, new surprise. And it really, um, it really messed with my like self-image really. Like that's a big thing that, um, a big thing that I struggled with because I've always, my entire life, I'm, I'm a very short person. I'm about five, three, And I've always been like curvy and hippie and like, I've never had a flat stomach and, you know, like I've always like, there's always something on me. You can grab kind of thing. Like there's always like a handle you can hold on to. And, and I remember like, it took me a long time to accept like through my teen years and my twenties, like whatever, this is what my body looks like and it's fine. And not everyone wants like a super thin girl or a super fit girl or whatever. And I was fine with it. And, you know, and I started doing CrossFit and I got a lot of self-confidence from that um, because I, I felt very powerful. Like it felt very formidable and I felt very, I don't know. I I just felt different. I, at the time there was a really cool catchphrase called strong is the new skinny. And I like believed that with all my soul. And I was like, yeah, it's cool to be strong. Like you don't have to be super thin. Like I've always had kind of like bigger thighs and hips. And like, I've got like nice, cute bubble butt. And I got breast cancer 
And now the things about me that I liked, so I had really long curly hair and I had like pretty, you know, like a pretty cute rack and all of that was gone, right? Like I lost all my hair. I had a double mastectomy. I was on steroids. So I got a lot bigger and, and I lost a lot of strength. Um, Mm -hmm. I lost a lot of ability to do a lot of things. And that was really hard. Um, It was really, really hard to accept that, that that was like the new who I was, right? Like the new version of me, the new normal, as they say. And I started at the time I switched from CrossFit to street parking. And I was like, I I just don't want to be out in public doing workouts that I can't finish or that are extremely difficult yeah. or I have to use really light weights or really modify the movements. Cause I can, and at the time, of course, like I said, I had no hair. So I was like, I just want to do something out of the comfort of my home and not be subjected to being in front of people. Cause I was already like, I felt so fragile. And through that, I, it helped me shift my mindset. Like I really, as I went through more treatments and more surgeries and getting to the end of my treatments, all of them, because I did so many infusions and chemo and surgeries and whatever, as I got to the end of that, that was when I was like, okay, I accept that this is what my body is like and that this is what I'm capable of doing. And I also accept that perhaps there are limits on my physical abilities in some way, all of that doesn't define me completely. You know, like that's, that's not the end of who you are, right? Like the end of who you are is not just this physical being. It's who are you as a person? Who are you as a friend? Who are you as a mother? Who are you as a, you know, as someone that likes to read a book or someone that likes to watch movies, like, who are you in all these other ways? And I started to realize like, you know, I, don't need to feel completely stuck and upset about a body or an ability that I, that is in the past. And now my circumstances have changed and I need to let this version of me, this today's version be the best that I can make it and blossom and just do the best that I can with what I've got. And I'm happy. Like, I feel like, um, I don't know this, uh, you get to this point, like you always think you accept yourself, right? Like you always mm. feel like no confidence and I like who I am. And then you just never know what the thing is. That's going to take that away from mm-hmm. you or shake your confidence. And, and for me, it was cancer. And for, you know, for you, it might be one day, you know, they tell you, you got to wear these glasses when you drive mm-hmm. and you're like, wait, what? Like that changes how you drive or just whatever, right? Like whatever the thing is. And, um, so yeah, it was like hard to accept at first, but it's, you know, in life, I think there's no, um, there's no end to your own human progress, right? Like every day is an opportunity for you to like do something else and be better and try harder or like modify something about yourself to make you truly at peace with who you are. So that's my story. <laughs> the end. <Yeah. laughs> you hit on so many, I mean, you had so many good like phrases and sentence, like there's just so much you said and it's like, yes, like 
yes, like that's exactly what it is, right? Um, you constantly, there's, there's constant progress. I mean, it's, there's no deadline. There's no finish line. We're constantly, and we say this a lot, but we're constantly evolving. Like there's different mm-hmm. shifts and there's different obstacles and there's the good. And then there's the bad. And then there's like, you know, the ugly, but then like always there's the, the in-between and through those little openings, we can find, um, healing and we can really be able to see our strengths and, you know, see, learn things about ourselves that we didn't even know. I mean, I'm sure at one point when you were hand, when you were like, these were the cards you were dealt and Uh it's kind of like, well, can I get through this? Like, do I have the strength? And then it's like, you possessed it all along and you had no idea you were, you were, you had that power within. And it's like, not many people get to, you know, say that. And it's a very, like, there's a small percentage that say, yes, I can. And I honestly believe that those, that percentage of people like yourself, you were meant to get through it because you were meant for so much more. You were meant to share your story. You were meant to shine on other people that regardless if you're going through cancer, if you're going through, um, whatever, you know, whatever other, you know, maybe a car accident or any other disease or, you know, life threatening, like whatever it is, like you can get through hard things, like you're capable, but you're the only one stopping yourself. Maybe some things are out of your control, but at least control what's in your, like at right. least control the things that you can. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I think too, like, you know, it's okay for that journey to take longer than you think, yeah. you know? Um, I mean, you're absolutely right. There is no, there is no end to your progress because use any example, marriage, uh, job performance, um, driving, you know, like literally any example, cooking, you start with something and you're like, oh, this is fine. Right. Like, like this relationship is fine. We're happy. We love each other and we're fine. It doesn't mean you stop working on that relationship or like, congratulations, you know, learn how to make scrambled eggs. I guess, you're done feeding. I mean, like it's sustenance. Do you really need to get better? And, but if you like it and you want to get better and you want to continue to feel happiness Mm -hmm. with that thing, then yeah, you, I mean, I just believe like you should work on yourself and in whatever capacity that you can, like, and for some people it's physical fitness. And for some people it's, you know, mental health. And for others it's compassion. And for others it's, whatever school or job performance or, you know, and I just think like all these things are integral to being a whole. And, uh, it's, it's like I said, um, it's easy to see one thing kind of diminish. And then you get like hung up on that one thing. Mm -hmm. And like I said, for me, it was this body that changed and, or I said to myself, okay, this body has changed and that's okay. Like it's yeah. okay. It's except that it can do certain things, except that you survived a fucking disease. You know what I mean? Like yeah. accept that. And, and, you know, um, focus on the things that are good about it. And mm-hmm. so I, I try to do that a lot. I try to not dwell on the things that I don't like and really focus on the things that I do like. And that's like a good first step to kind of having full acceptance Um, The other thing I try to do is I like to call it the mandala mindset and like mandalas are 
traditionally made out of sand and they're very intricate. And then as soon as they're done being created, they're swept away on purpose. And, and uh, sometimes it might be hard to see something so intricate and that was so difficult to do and so beautiful. Just you're like, okay, goodbye. And you just brush away all that sand. And for me, that metaphor is about that everything is transient. There's always change. There's always something different. Um, And if you move forward in your life and you are lucky enough to live 70 or 80 years, you have to accept change because the person you were at 20 is not the same person that you are in your 30s or in your 50s. And, and that person like shapes who you are and that's great. But like, sometimes I think about, gosh, like if I didn't get held back that year, would I've ever learned that lesson, you know? Um, or like if I had kids at a different time, or if I didn't go to a certain school and meet a certain person and take a certain mm-hmm. class or learn a certain thing, like, and all these changes are things that we accept naturally about the other aspects of our life. And I just don't know, like, I always think about that. It's like, why don't we accept that our bodies change too? Like, like biologically speaking, your body is not going to, you know, like live forever. (laughs) It's just not. And and as you get older, like certain cell functions break down and, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's just a natural thing. Like your cells just won't regenerate as fast. They don't fight disease as fast. You are more susceptible to certain injuries mm-hmm. and these are all normal and natural things. And it's like, you know, you talk about this all the time, like, okay, I had two kids. This is just what I look like now. Mm-hmm. And that's totally normal. Like, like how else could I have these two children? Because I can't put them in a beaker and, you know, create them that way. So, so yeah, we do have to accept that, you know, this is, these are the, these are the, mystic, magical, you know, beautiful things that our bodies can do, even though maybe we don't love it, but it's part of the wonder, right? It's part of the wonder of, of growing older and changing and adapting and learning, you know, Mm -hmm. but we're constantly trying to stop the aging process fix what we think is wrong. The stretch marks, the loose skin, we're always trying to fix the human body when the human body wasn't created to be fixed. It goes through stages. You're an infant. And when you're an infant, you're not trying to learn how to walk. Um, You're, you're living in that moment. And then, you know, you're a toddler and then you go through adolescence and then, you know, you're an adult and one day you're going to grow old and Maybe you get to be on the rocking chair of your front porch, sipping on coffee with the white picket fence, however you imagine. But it's just the stages that we're always trying to fix. Like, and that, you know, and that's something that you and I agree on a lot. And I love that you're so transparent and you're so, you're so authentic because if you guys take the time to scroll down the list on her page through all the photos, you have, you were so vulnerable and so authentic enough to share your breast cancer journey, the photos, the photos that people are so hesitant to post because they're like, well, 
um, I don't feel comfortable in this new normal, but um, one day I will because I'll go get the implants and everything will be better, whatever, how they feel, because not everybody is strong enough mentally to see past that. You're still beautiful. This is just a part of your journey and you were just authentic to show it. And I, and I absolutely love that because it is a stage of your part. Maybe not everybody will have that chapter. You know, some women won't, some women will, but the women that will can say me too. Oh my God, can relate. And then you bring them clarity. It's okay to look this way. It's okay to, um, have my body altered, but I was strong enough to get through it. And the same thing when we have kids, right? Where our bodies change, they stretch. Some of us don't get stretch marks. Some of us do. Some of us get more than others because it's genetics. Like it's hereditary. And yeah, you know, I mean, my- some of us like, so you ever look at a woman that's like bigger and then she's like, oh my gosh, but when I was 17 mm-hmm. and then they show you a picture of like a different human and you're just <laughs> like, what? Like this lady was you know, a size, whatever, four before she had kids. And it's like, mm-hmm. but that's okay. Cause she has kids. She raised humans, like real yeah. humans. She grew them in her belly and she raised them and it's amazing. And it's, um, yeah. So, and I do, I do want to say like one thing I tried to change about my, my Instagram feed is cause as I, um, kind of got through my treatment and I was like done, I sort of had like a, I don't know. I don't know if you want to call it another identity crisis, I guess, but I was kind of like, what's the point of my Instagram? Like, what am I doing this for? Because at the time I was doing it very much to share what breast cancer looked like Mm -hmm. to young women. And specifically, I didn't want to stop exercising. I didn't want to stop working out. I didn't want to stop pursuing fitness goals that were not similar at all in any shape to what I was able to do before cancer, Mm -hmm. but they were still like goals that were important to me where I'm like, well, I still want to be able to like jog and, you know, like go out with my kids and do stuff. I still want to be able to like lift weight by myself independently of others. And it doesn't have to be a a PR, but I still want it to be something. And so, um, when I was done treatment, I was like, well, what am I, what am I doing now? Cause like I said, that part of my journey was about um, the beginning part of my Instagram, when I first created it, when I first got diagnosed, the reason I created my Instagram, let's start at the beginning. Yeah. Reason I created it. I'm an extremely lucky person. I have a very great, amazing friends and family support. Um, I did not want for anything from, from the people surrounding me. Um, someone always was able to take me to chemo. I always had meals. People always checked on me. My friends were incredible. My spouse, my husband is amazing. Like, I'm just so lucky. My mom was there a lot. My sister was there. Like, my brother, like, everybody just rallied around me. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. So when I started my Instagram, I did it because I was actually getting overwhelmed with how many people were texting me and asking like, what's going on? What's next? When's your next treatment? What's the plan? When are you having, like, it was a lot. So I created this Instagram so that I I was like, just go check it. I'll update everybody because I just couldn't deal with how much I had to do. So I started with that. Then it turned into, well, I wanted to connect with other women, my age that were also going through breast cancer. And I started to hashtags, clicking on stuff, following people. Mm -hmm and finding some kind of a community. Then 
as the months went on, that's when I found out about street parking and I was like, oh, this is interesting. Like I, I want to continue to be active and follow a program and do this. And I joined street parking and I'm coming up on three years with them. And that was integral in helping me like become Mm -hmm. this next part of, like I said, not just my Instagram journey, but who I am as a person, it, it forced fitness back into my life and helped me stay consistent. And I changed a lot of my eating habits by doing a lot of the like nutrition challenges. So then I got to the point where I was like, okay, well, I'm done with treatment and I'm still working out. And like, this is usually where the like if it was a movie where the movie would end, right? Like, and then she was fine. Goodbye. You know, she lived her life. (laughs) And I was like, however, I, like, I, I would constantly get to the point where I'm like, why do I have my Instagram? What is the point of this? Mm -hmm. And every time I would get like that, um, somebody would message me and it's usually a newly diagnosed breast cancer survivor. And she would say, I found your page. You're a breast cancer survivor. You're still working out. I want to do that. And I just got diagnosed, but I see that you are two years out of diagnosis or you're two years, two and a half years out of diagnosis, or you're approaching three years, whatever. Right. And I want to do that. I want to be able to go back to the gym. And I was, and every time this would happen, I'd be like, Oh, I'll keep it because this is the reason. In fact, lately, a couple of the women that that I had connected with when I first got diagnosed even joined Barbells for Boobs because Barbells for Boobs has a very specific program, like a fitness program for, you know, women that are diagnosed. And if you join Barbells for Boobs, then you get have access to not just a physical health coach who coaches you through the workouts, but a mental health coach as well, along with other resources. And I was like, well, if, if this is what I do every day, where I'm reminding people that they can move, even though I'm not super amazing at it and I'm still doing it and it brings me joy and they can find barbells for boobs or they can find street parking and they can find whatever fits for them and continue to move, or at least even just be like, oh, hey, in three years, in 1,249 days after my diagnosis, I can, you know, do a clean and jerk because that's how I started documenting my stuff. I started changing it where I document how many days it's been since I've been diagnosed so that there's a a timeline um, and that, and that people can Hopefully, if even if it's one person that they can see like, oh, that's what this woman's journey looks like. Perhaps mine can be the same. Perhaps I can have these goals for myself. Perhaps I should do the best that I can today and take a walk. Even if I'm tired, even if I don't feel like it, just move my body so that tomorrow maybe I'll jog and, you know, in a month, maybe I can run and maybe I can run into some dumbbells and pick them up and do a workout. You know what I mean? Like maybe I can do whatever is the thing that you want to do. Um, so that's kind of how that happened. It's incredible how the universe or whatever higher power, the calling you believe in that 
when you're meant for so much more in your journey has so much significance that sometimes you might doubt that it comes crawling at your door and goes, "Mm -mm, let's send you a reminder. And that's, it's just a, it's, it's a beautiful way of telling you like, don't stop, keep going, keep sharing, uh, keep putting your journey out there, keep sharing your story because you're giving hope to the hopeless. That's essentially what it's doing. Right. And then you have these women come and send you messages and like, as a reminder to, because of you, I now have hope in myself and that is beautiful. And it's beautiful the way it's such a domino effect. It really is. And we forget that as human beings, that our stories are so significant that it wasn't written for you. It's not for you anymore. When you get through it, it's for somebody else. It's somebody else's. And I, and I've heard this plenty of times. I don't know. I wish I would have it in front of me who exactly said this, but it's essentially someone else's survival guide. Like you're giving it to mm-hmm. them. Here you go. Like yeah. you could get through it. Um, it might look different, but it's the small, like it's the steps, the small steps, the in-between that's going to get them there. Cause you know, sometimes we just ask kids too, we just need a little shove, you know, we just need right. a little nudge. And as adults, we need it too. I mean, we should well, hide think, it. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I, like I said, I don't know how long we've been connected through Instagram and I've, you know, I follow your stuff and, and I remember like not really being okay with my own like stomach or belly or whatever. And my one daughter was born by emergency C-section. And then last year I ended up having to have a hysterectomy related to my breast cancer. And I just remember like, you can only sometimes tell yourself so much before you do need coaching or help or guidance or inspiration, whatever, right. From someone Mm -hmm. else. And, um, you know, like you do that for me, right. Where, and I don't know if you've ever realized that. And I, I know you do it for tons of women because I do read the comments and I see what people are saying. And, and it's, it was just one of those things where, um, I, I don't know, like, I, I just feel like, Hey, like she's doing it. And, you know, why can't I, and why don't I? And, you know, last summer was the first time I wore crop tops ever in my life. And then this summer, I mean, okay, I'm not wearing a bikini, but I'm wearing a high-waisted like bottom and I'm still wearing a bikini top and I go to the pool and, and here's the crazy part, right? So like for those of you listening and you don't know what I look like, go to my Instagram so you can see that I'm not a size zero. I'm clearly <laughs> like somewhere between a size 10 and a 12. And I've got like hips and a butt. And now I've got a gut because of this goddamn hysterectomy, oh but, but, but whatever, that's what my body looks like. I'm totally pear shaped. If you need to imagine something, but I put on these, these swimsuits and I buy them in the colors. I like, I refuse to only buy black. Like I'm not like one of those people that's like, I'll just wear black and it'll just be a cover up. And I'm like, well, I'm going to, I like turquoise. So I'm buying turquoise and this really cute top was on sale. I'm buying that too. And, and I wear that to the pool and people tell me like how cute my outfit looks. And I'm like, thanks. Yeah. You know, and I'm literally the only mom while out of my little group of friends that, that that's shaped like this, but also dressed like this. And I'm just like, I accept, I accept that this is who I am. I accept that I like these colors and I accept that I want to tan and I want to, you know, and it's fucking fine. And who's going to say something to me? What are you mm-hmm. going to say? Like, Oh, you better cover. Nah, 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 nah. Like, I, I'm 
38 years old. I'm, 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 what do they, what do they say? I'm grown, right? <laughs> I'm old now. I've got kids. I went through cancer. Like yeah. I'm going to wear this goddamn bikini that I like and mm-hmm. I'm going to look fine. And, and it's, and that is what I wish more people would do because I found it freeing and I just feel really adorable, even though I'm not whatever, like on the cover of some, you know, swimsuit magazine, but I start to see more, more of the moms at my, the pool that I go to are doing that. And I just love it. And I, here's the one thing that I do for others, not for myself. Anytime I see someone that is dressed kind of cute and, and I'm, I am not in any way saying this about someone that is extremely attractive or like extremely like straight sized or whatever. I make a point to tell them that they look nice in what they're wearing. And like I said, I don't, I don't pretend about it. If it's the color of the swimsuit, if it's the cut of the dress, if it's their lipstick, if it's their hair, whatever, because that makes me feel so good when someone says it to me. And especially when you're being brave about what you're wearing and you're being brave and accepting your body and you're being brave and you're saying like, okay, this is not, you know, what we see on TV or in the movies, but like, I'm going to wear this and I'm going to own it. And I just want to reinforce that for people. So I try to do that. Like where I'm like, Hey, just so you know, like that swimsuit looks really great on you or like your, you know, your sunglasses really like frame your face nicely. Or even if you just tell people like they have a nice smile and what a kind job they did for you at the customer service desk. And thank you so much for your help. And I really actually appreciate you, not just thanks. Have a good day. You know, those are the things that I think have really helped me not just push this outwards, but also Mm -hmm. learn to accept compliments and accept confidence and accept that, like I said, this is just who I am and what I look like. And and I'm okay with it. And every day I become more and more okay with it to the point where I'm like, I like it. You know, I like, I like, I like this body. <laughs> like I like this little booty and I like, yes, like I like, I, I just, I just like it. So. Yeah. And <sighs> kindness <laughs> goes a long way. You know, I, I remind myself all the time, like, be the someone you needed at that time. Not saying that if I go up to somebody, but as humans, we can tell if someone else is having a bad day, maybe their shoulders are shrugged. We aren't, we have to be mindful, not of just ourselves, but of those around us. Right. And that plays a part in, you know, being kinder. And, you know, if someone, you know, is, you could kind of tell a woman's uncomfortable in her dress or her crop top and she's pulling it down or she has her purse in front of her or little thing. There's little things, right? Yeah. Cause you have to remember if you were like that before you should, I, I pinpoint all the time. So I'm always like, Oh my God, I'm just letting you know, like randomly, like we were at Disneyland the other day. I saw, I kept seeing this lady and she looked so freaking cute. She was older. Um, she had like a, a Maleficent dress on that she had made just specifically for her Mickey Mouse uh-huh. ears. And um, I walked up to her and I always try to do it too. 
a lot of times when my kids are around me, because I always, especially Lincoln does it all the time now because he's picked up on it. Like be a good human, be a good human. And, uh, I was like, I just want to let you know that you look absolutely adorable. I love your dress. Oh my God. I I've already seen you like twice around the park. And she kind of just looked at me. She's like, Oh my God, thank you. And then Lincoln looks over. He goes, your dress is awesome. (laughs) And like, but you know, sometimes we see a person standing there and I, I, she was just kind of like fidgeting with their hands. And I'm like, you know, I don't know if she needed it. She might've not needed it, but it's just the fact that it's so much easier to be kinder and we just, it should come naturally to us. You know, it should, cause you know, to love and to be loved is our first natural, like emotion as human beings. And so I, I feel like, but it does also play a part in who you are in, in accepting who you are in your, like repeating exactly what you say, like your self-confidence and just your overall well being, And it just, it just, it all goes full circle. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I love that. It, what do they call it? Pay it forward. Right. Yes. Um, yes. A while ago, I don't know how long it's been, eight years or 10 years, some documentary came out. It's called Misrepresentation. And um, it's specifically about how uh, women on like TV are portrayed and not specifically just like TV, TV, but like newscasters and news anchors and how um, the women are dressed differently than the men and and I when I say dressed I mean like by the producers and they're told what to wear but then we also like um are more likely to attack women based on their looks mm-hmm. um versus men where where with men you're more saying stuff about maybe their ability or capability or intelligence with, but with women it's it becomes very like about these physical things and that was like a real eye-opener for me because I I didn't realize that I had done that a lot where um like some like a newscaster would be on tv and it would be like oh my god what the hell is she wearing and it's like pause pause instead of being like that why don't we look for the good and what the person mm-hmm. is wearing or doing or whatever and uh I tried to do more of that and then I realized um, you know, you always hear that other thing that people say where it's like, if you wouldn't say it to your friend, why do you say it to yourself? Mm-hmm. Like the stuff about like, when you look at yourself in the mirror and you say stuff like my thighs are big or mm-hmm. my whatever, right? Like my wrinkles. And it's like, you would never say that to your friend. So why do you say it to yourself? And so then I started to think, I'm like, well, what are other things that I do personally where I'm like, it's damaging to myself, but I would, I would never say that to somebody else. So So like with these newscasters where I'm like, well, okay, I'm going to start to try to look for the good in what they're wearing. Or instead of saying like, oh my God, like that weather lady's skirt is so short. Like, could they have picked Mm -hmm. a a more bimbo looking chick? Instead, I'm going to say, oh my God, this this woman's extremely attractive. Like she, she looks really pretty. Like her hair is really beautiful, whatever. Right. And so I started to think again, like why when you do this for a friend, why don't you do it for yourself? And so I started to try to do that for myself. Um, when I look at photos of myself, yes, my eye does go to things that I don't like about myself, but then I always try to look at stuff where I'm like, but yeah, maybe I don't like, you know, whatever, that my stomach is bulging a little bit in this photo, but my hair looks really great. Or like, 
you know, yes. man, that lipstick looked really nice, or I really picked cute earrings to go with my outfit, whatever, right? And and I try to pick something about myself in my photos or when I look at myself in the mirror. Like even right now, like for for you podcast people listening, like Desiree and I are actually on a Zoom call and I'm basically like staring at myself the entire time. <laughs> like let's be honest. I'm just like, Oh, my teeth look really nice. And this, you know, I'm just like, and that's what I try to do. Like I, it sounds so narcissistic, but, um, but it makes me feel like, it makes me, it reminds me that like, you know, I, there are so many things about our bodies to love. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I like, like right now, like I said, I don't have any makeup on, but I, but I actually like, like the sun's hitting me kind of nicely. Like I look kind of tan and I'm just like, Oh, that's, that's nice. You know? And, and now I feel good about myself where I'm like, maybe I can share this joy with someone else. And and I just Mm -hmm. want everyone to do that. Like, it's not just, like I said, it's not just about being this narcissist. It's, it's really about like, what are the ways that you can learn to, to truly accept yourself and truly love yourself. And these are ways. And, mm-hmm. and maybe someone will say it's narcissistic, but maybe someone else will say it's confidence. Maybe someone else will say it's self-love and it's acceptance and it's honesty. I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong with liking to look nice or to, you know, be clean or to be healthy. There's nothing wrong with any of those things. You should not feel shame about wanting to do your hair or wear certain clothes or wear makeup, or, you know, if you, if you want to drop weight, that's okay too. And if you are happy staying your size, that's fine. Like you just need to be honest with yourself and, you know, learn, like if there's things that you don't accept about yourself or you don't like, then you really have two options is is either like you change that physical attribute, Mm -hmm. hopefully without any detriment to yourself, or you change your attitude about it. And for me, there's, there's many things that I just decided, like, I'm not interested in changing a physical attribute about that anymore. I, I have no desire to eat at a certain calorie deficit or to, drink protein shakes. I have no desire. You will never make me drink another protein shake in my life. I have no desire. <laughs> and I definitely want a brownie and yeah. I'm just going to work out tomorrow. And it's fine. Cause I like working out. And I just try to find these things that I like. And like I said, one of them that I like to do is I, I like to give people compliments because I like to be complimented. And if no one can give me a compliment, I like that. I can give myself one. I like that. I can look at myself and be happy with who I am. I'm over here. Cause you guys can't see me. You guys will only listen to audio, but I'm carrying over here because it's, it's so true. And I love that you put that. Cause I think that's one of the first times we've actually heard that on the podcast is, you know, you look at your photo or you look at your own reflection and you're choosing parts of you that you love, that you've, you're proud to flaunt. Um, and that to me, most people, yes, will say it's narcissistic or it's selfish, but how can you get to a point of self-love and acceptance if you won't even love 
parts of you. Like you don't have to love every part of you. That's not, that's not self-love. And I feel like most women misunderstand the concept of self-love and acceptance. It's like, you're going to have shitty days. You're going to have days where you wake up and you don't like any parts of you. And you're an imperfect person. There's there's lots about you. That's not great. I mean, there's, we're all imperfect people. Like we all have a thing that we're not, I don't want to say like, not mm, good at, we're bad at, like, yes. we're just the, like, it's the shitty part of who we are. Cause that's a reality and that's okay. Yeah. yeah. But it's just being mindful. And you've said that many times is you have to be mindful. And, um, I, I like the way, um, Berkeley has the definition of mindful and it says mindfulness means maintaining a moment by moment awareness of our thoughts, feelings, bodily sensations, and surrounding environment through a gentle nurturing lens. Mindfulness also involves acceptance, meaning that we pay attention to our thoughts and feelings without judging them, without believing, for instance, that there's a right or wrong way to think or feel in a given moment. When we practice mindfulness, our thoughts tune into what we're sensing in the present moment rather than reshaping the past or imagining the future. And right there at that very end, I was like, we, so many of us live in the past, Mm -hmm. get anxious of the future, Mm -hmm. but miss living in the present. Mm -hmm. So you're living a half life. You're not even living a full life. So at that point, it's like, yeah. And you can't like fully appreciate the things that you're presently doing or, Mm -hmm. you know, like whatever gifts that you have or whatever joys are in your life. If it's other people, if it's your pets, if it's a beautiful sunset, whatever. Right. Um, in, in like, kind of like, like I said, this mandala mindset, this, like, it's like a Buddhist thing and, you know, anyone that does yoga, you're very aware that your yogi always tells you, like, just focus on your breath. There's not a right or a wrong way. Just focus on how your body is sitting and how it's how it is, just how it is. You don't have to change it. You you just have to be and accept. And and I just think it makes things so much less complicated and um, it relieves you of the worry about the future or the anxieties of the future or the anxieties of the past, right? Like it relieves you of those things and you can just accept and, you know, um, I don't know, like it's, it's, I I do think like the messages may be confusing sometimes because like you said, is it selfish or is it self-love? Is it narcissism or vanity or is it confidence and assertiveness? Is it, I accept who I am the way I am, or do I work towards being better? Like, which is it? And it's, it's, it's just, I really think the bottom line is, is, is being kind really to yourself Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, you can hold yourself accountable yet still be kind. You don't have to be critical necessarily. And the same way you can hold someone else accountable and it also still be kind or, um, you know, so when you, when you're giving these compliments to yourself or to others, it doesn't have to be in vain. It can be a genuine thing that you're saying out of kindness and love just to get you to that next level of peace, really. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I really think that's kind of the bottom line. Like, I, I really believe that the end goal 
is, is you do whatever is going to bring you peace and usually um, compassion and gratitude are the things that give you peace. And mm-hmm. so compassion and gratitude, they, they go hand in hand with being kind. They go hand in hand with trying to do improvements, but yet also accepting, you know, accepting things yeah. yet always trying to like look for the good in them. So it's, you know, like I said, I, I understand there might be mixed messaging with, with the content that comes out of mm-hmm. this kind of circle or this kind of atmosphere, but, um, but I just it's, hope that people don't look in the mirror and ever feel bad about themselves or, or when they put something on, you know, um, like, so a few months ago, after I realized, like I had my breast reconstruction and I, was really struggling to wear stuff out of my closet. And I, I did two things. The first one was I went and bought jeans, a size larger. Like I, it was really hard because I was always squeezing into my old jeans, but I went and I, I went to Marshall's. There were three pairs of jeans on the clearance rack. I spent $15 per pair of jeans. So I spent no more than 50 bucks on three pairs of jeans off the clearance rack, one size up that's a size 12 for everyone listening. And I was like, whatever, I'm just going to buy them. And if I hate them, I spent 50 bucks. And if they fit amazing, congratulations. And if I lose weight, I spent 50 bucks. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and if I don't lose weight, they fit my body and they look great. So I bought that. This is the start of the, of like the step one of the two-step process that I did. So I bought these jeans. The second step was I literally went through my closet and tried on every single thing I own. Every single. That means every dress that was hanging in my closet, every pair of shorts, every pair of pants, dress clothes, skirts, um, swimsuits, bras, because bras fit me differently now. Every single, I every single workout top, everything. I put, I tried everything. It took two days and I tried everything on and the things that fit me nice that I liked and that I would continue to wear. I hung back up in my closet. Everything else went into donation. And, um, I really thought I was going to struggle with getting rid of the jeans, but I had already bought these other pairs of jeans. So when I went to throw out a bunch of my old jeans that I couldn't even get over my thighs. So I'm not Mm -hmm. even saying like, Oh, I got them on and they were tight. I'm saying I couldn't even pull them up dresses. I can't even fit into dresses in my closet from like 10 years ago, from when, before we had kids and we would go to weddings still. And I was like, why do I even have this? And, and stuff that, I mean, like, dude, I got rid of so much stuff because it was all these years of just collecting. And when I got rid of it, like I said, I got rid of stuff that it's 10 years old. It's might not even be in style. It might not even be age appropriate anymore. Like I'm a different person now than I was five, right. eight, 10 years ago. Why do I still have this? And also my friend Jules brought up a really good point. I like buying new things. Like I like, you know, every once in a while going and buying a new top or a new dress or a new whatever. So why am I holding on to the old ones? And so I got rid of all this stuff and I was so content because Every day now, no matter what items I touch in my closet, I know they fit me. I know I like them and I know they make me feel good too. Right. And 
a simple anecdote about this was I was on my way to someone's birthday party and I had a certain top on and I got in the car. And as I drove away from my home and I got to the first like stoplight outside of my sub, I looked down and I realized I'm covered in dog hair. And I was like, oh shit. So I drove home and I take this top off, throw it in the laundry. And I was like, I'll just wear a black top. And I went to the black section of my closet. And the first shirt I touched was actually like a t-shirt, like too cash. But the next shirt I touched was a going out shirt. And I, I just took it off the hanger, put it on and walked out. And I didn't have to like reassess my entire Mm. outfit. I didn't have to like reassess. Does this fit me? Does this look nice? Will this match with these jeans? Did it look like, I didn't have to do any of that. I literally, and I was like, this is what freedom feels. This is what peace feels like. Like it, it was amazing. It was amazing. I please encourage everybody to do this. Um, just like get rid of crap. You hate hold on, like hold on to stuff. That's good. If it's a size larger, these jeans are a size larger, but it fits so cute. And I bought my first pair of ripped jeans. Like I had never bought ripped jeans before. And I was like, Hey, Hey, I'm a cool mom now, (laughs) (laughs) you know? And I'm happy. I'm so happy. Right there though. That's it. You're happy. You're happy with yourself. And, you know, I always find things to challenge the listeners. Um, you know, some topic, some challenge, whatever. Uh, but that should be it. Uh, you guys heard her, you guys heard what she had to say. I mean, she broke it down, but I encourage you guys to do that. I mean, I, I'm going to encourage myself to do it. Um, because how many of us really honestly raise your hand to yourself, um, have clothes sitting in our closet or in our drawers right now that we're still holding on hope for, Oh, someday it'll fit me. Um, someday. And you know what, who gives a shit if you can't fit into your pre, um, no one sees the baby. Yeah. Uh, jeans like no one would you rather wear something even if it's a size larger but it looks great on you than mm-hmm. wearing something that you're just obsessed with the size on right. the tag and it's right. making you uncomfortable it's like what you were saying earlier like it's the woman that's pulling down the shirt or yeah. you know fixing it at the breasts or whatever or like mm-hmm. you're just not happy with the color let's say mm-hmm. like someone gifted it to you and you're just like I just don't like it. just get rid of it it's fine yeah. it's okay we- so much unwanted, unnecessary pressure. Also, I, it makes room in your closet because now I actually was able to see my clothes. Like, is that, yeah. does that sound insane? Like I got rid of so much stuff that I actually can, like my clothes are not like smashed against each mm. other anymore. Like I can actually, and I've rediscovered clothes that I forgot about that. I was like, oh yeah, I really did like this top, but <laughs> I always forgot about it. Cause it's smashed in there in between things. So, and, and like you yeah, said, no it. one no one cares about the size. I, the one pet peeve I have is when I'm talking to a woman, cause normally it's, it's a woman. It's never a man, man, men are like, they don't care. Right. But women are so critical. Cause we have all these stigmas and we have all these, uh, like, uh, unattainable standards that we have to live up to that society says we have to look like. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I am going to use hate. Cause I hate this. And they're like, I'm like, oh my God, you look so good. And they're like, yeah, but it's a size large. Or I was like, I don't care about the size. I'm not going to document it. Or like, they feel like yeah. they have to tell me because 
you know, uh, I might be wearing booty shorts and a crop top. And I'm like, just because like I work out and you might not like to, I don't give a shit. I'm telling, I'm giving you a compliment because I personally think you look good. Like I'm not fixated on, oh, are her, are her biceps big? Does she have abs? Like, and I feel like as women, are you a size zero or a double We might get insecure. What is that? Remember in Mean Girls where she goes into that store and it's like, She's like, um, do you have this in the next yes. size up? <laughs> she, um, I do think like, I, I, I think like another challenge, maybe you can propose to the, yeah. to the listeners is you propose it. when Go someone, ahead. yeah. When someone gives you a compliment, just say thank you and mm. say it with your heart, right? Like just say, thank you. Thank you. I love this talk too. Don't tell me what size it is. I don't care. Just say Thanks. I just got this dress and I feel really confident in it. Thank you. You know, just say thank you. And yeah, you don't have to like self-deprecate or oh, explain the dress or anything. Just You're causing thank so you. much more damage to your mind. And yeah. I was telling my friend this because she got her lashes done last night and um, she was in love with them. And then, you know, a few others told her that she looked silly. And she goes, I'm just going to have them removed. And I said, let me ask you a question. What was your very first thought? The minute that they handed you the mirror, what was the very first thought that came to mind? She goes, I absolutely love them that I looked good. Then that's what you go with because people, regardless if it's family, friends, a complete stranger, everyone is so opinionated that Mm -hmm. it's funny to me because what were, what if you were that person in that seat? Would, how would you feel if someone told you that? Like we forget how it would make us feel like we're so easy to critique when, when we, when we receive the critique, you know, we're just like heartbroken, like, okay, so why don't you stop heart, you know, breaking somebody else's heart, shattering their mind. And especially because at the end of the day, many, many of us, and, and I think we can really agree to this because of the last year we had so many of us are struggling with mental well-being. So many, the numbers are outrageous. They're gro- they are growing and it's not just adults. It's, it's our youth, you know, our, your, our kids are in high school, even kids in kindergarten. I mean, I don't know how many people in my, uh, my son's class don't even know how to interact with kids, their right. age. And it's like, okay, you guys, let's, let's break it down. It's very, very simple. It's not complex. Just be kind. Like you yeah. said, and Let's stop the critiquing. I know we always have something to say, a lot of us, but you know what? And, and, and it's like our parents tell us if it's, you know, if you can't treat people like how, that, right? yeah, yeah, you can't say something that's great. Treat people how you want to be treated. If you want to go and release hate into the world, well, when hate comes knocking at your door, don't get mad about it. Um, but. Or yeah, like, like I was saying earlier with like these female newscasters, instead of me being like, oh my God, what is she? focus on the good in, Mm -hmm. in that person, focus on whatever you, like I said, if it's, if it's someone on TV and you can't really assert their personality or their intelligence and you, you're just looking at then, then shift and say, what's the good thing that I see in here? What's the thing that I like? Maybe I don't, maybe I don't like your friend's lashes, but like maybe her smile is bigger and I can say, Hey, oh my God, you look so happy today. Why not? You know, why, why not do that for somebody? And I don't know what I wish I can remember. It was a podcast episode I listened to 
um, the beginning of last year. And um, it was about how human beings are so judgmental. And it really goes back, you know, to and a complete stranger all the time, right? We're walking through the grocery store. We're like, oh, I don't like the way she's wearing that shirt. I don't like the way he he's walking. And uh, the way he broke it down was that we're so we're still so our minds are living in like caveman days, right? We're, we're still processing. We're not developing as fast as technology is. So we're still, you know, living in the days of our ancestors, at least our mind is. So we're so fixated still on, um, survival. So we're quick to judge because we don't want to be hated when we go, when we break it down back in the day, you know, back years and years ago, um, it was really like, if, if the tribe didn't like you, if you walked into a different tribe, if they didn't like you, you were either going to be killed or accepted. And we're so fr- afraid and our mind is so fragile in being hated that we think that we're going to be killed for it. So our mind yeah. thinks killed, we're going to be killed. So we're so quick to judge other people, but as a, cause we think they're a threat. That's the word I'm looking for a threat. So judgment comes easily. So like you said, be mindful with your thoughts and you know, rearrange that sentence. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't like the way her shirt is or the way she, her crop top and her boobs are falling out. Okay. But first of all, what is it to you? Second of all, you know, oh my gosh, she has beautiful hair, you know, re- change yeah. that, re-register that in your mind. Like you don't have to be judgmental. Yes. It comes naturally because of our instincts as human beings. And we're still primal and we're still developing. But it could also come naturally for you but- to exactly because I think everyone can think of someone they know that is just like the nicest person they know or the kindest person they know right where they're like I'll give you an example Mr. Rogers like everybody is like oh man like he you know I think there's the trifecta it's like Mr. Rogers Bob Ross and Steve Irwin like they always yes you know it's it's a be kind Mr. Rogers is be kind to others Bob Ross is be kind to yourself and Steve Irwin is be kind to animals. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we all love these people and why? Because they're kind and they're outwardly kind. Right. And we can do that. And you don't have to be fake about it. You just have to be honest Mm -hmm. and really like dig deep and find the thing you know, that, that you do like about that person or that you do, you know, and, and if you absolutely don't, then just shut your mouth. Like, yeah. on. like you don't have to tell people that you hate them or you dislike right. something about them. Right. It's fine. You, you can just say, you know, something else or nothing at all. Just, I don't know. Like it's, I don't know. It's just, it, it is something that I think eventually if you it's kind of like what I was telling you before about the, what that counselor told me it's like your your thoughts and your words mm-hmm. reflect eventually in your actions and if you can slowly and it's not going to happen overnight but if you can slowly start to say to yourself you know like I love myself or I'm beautiful or I I'm going to start saying nice things to people instead of catching when I'm being disagreeable or critical mm-hmm. because like I told you, I watched this documentary, I don't know, like a decade ago. And so it wasn't something that happened overnight for me. It's something that I've, I've worked on for years. And it's the same with that, that 
what that counselor told me 16 years ago, it's still something I think about. And so these are, these are the things that I think have helped shape my mindset, my outlook and, and it's a work in progress. And I always try to do that. Like I even, I try my hardest, like when I'm reading a text message, sometimes I'll read it in an irritated way because (laughs) I'm the one that's irritated. It's not because they sent an irritated, maybe they did, but Mm -hmm. like, I, I try to remember like, well, maybe, you know, maybe there's a different perspective that I didn't consider and, um, or a different reason that someone would say a certain thing or behave a certain way or dress a certain way. So like even this, this person at the grocery store that you're like, I hate the way they walk. Do we ever think like, well, maybe that person had a leg injury or Mm -hmm. they have arthritis or like whatever, right? Like whatever it is. Um, Cause when we do that, then we can, that compassion can come forward. That kindness can come forward and we can start to see the good in that where, um, I remember one time my, um, a certain family member, there's, uh, immigrants. And so the grandmother like doesn't speak English. And this particular family member had said something about in general, how, when people immigrate to like Canada and the U S that they should learn the language. And I was like, Hey, fun fact, like your grandma doesn't speak English. And they're like, well, that's different. It's my grandma. And it's like, even all these people that you're talking about are someone else's grandma or Mm -hmm. grandpa, right? Like, it's so easy to be like, oh, well, for me, this is what I would like, but I'm not going to do that for others. Or like, I would like someone to compliment me, but I'm going to be critical of how you look. And um, we just have to, you have to remember, like you said, do onto others as you would want to yourself. This is literally the interpretation of that. And um, it's, it's, it's a work. It's, it's a, it's a task that you have to do daily and you have to be aware and it's not going to be natural for some people. It takes a lot of work. It took me a lot of work. I'm not even perfect at all by any means at it. I'm still a flawed human but I recognize that I am and I accept that it is. And I try to do better. You know, our brain has the capacity to form new pathways. It can change the way we're hardwired. So for you to say, Oh, I can't do this, or I can't be nicer. Um, it doesn't matter if I'm, you know, I can't be kinder or whatever. No, if you work towards it, you're re re rewiring your subconscious and your subconscious mind, right? So you're literally taking apart fragments and infusing them, you know, the good ones and, you know, um, taking apart the negative ones. And um, so for us to say, oh, we can't be this person, we can't be like this. You're absolutely lying to yourself. And, And another thing is that the brain is so large that we can't fully understand it. And as humans, we're not using the entire thing anyways. Um, But when you start to come to this moment of enlightenment with yourself and acceptance and using compassion and being kinder, you go from thinking in the small little box in your head to opening it up and seeing what you're capable of and what the mind is capable of. And that's why, you know, the, and uh, Eric told talks about this in his power of now, but And that was, you know, for me, that was such a hard read because he really gets into the nitty gritty of enlightenment 
mm-hmm. and um, with yourself. And it really, it starts with your thoughts and uh, forming these new pathways and being mindful and meditation and everything that we kind of, you know, hear other people and they're like, oh yeah, journaling, whatever, that doesn't help. Absolutely does. Because the first person you have to understand and the first person you have to change is yourself yeah. in order to grow and evolve, to become a better human. Um, but if we work at it, like you said, and it really, it's just practice. It's practice, practice, practice. You don't get better at playing baseball, sitting on the couch. You don't get better at lifting a barbell, um, you know, snacking on Cheetos right, all day anything. and popping, you know, soda yeah, or like crossword puzzles or, or, or yeah, anything, parking, right? Like literally anything. Yeah. Yeah. You have to practice at it. The more we practice, the more we gain insight, the better we become, you know, and you know, if, if it's one thing we were meant to be, you know, we were brought to this earth is to, I said it, but to love and to be loved and to spread kindness. Oh my gosh. It's so much easier. It's about leaving the world better than you found it. And I guarantee you the world would be a lot different than it is right now. And, um, you know, I think about our, I think about my kids and I'm just like, man, it wasn't that bad when I was a kid. I literally, all I, all I ever cared about was if the lights come on, my butt better be inside. Because if I'm still riding my bike and my mom has to come and scream my name, I'm going to be in trouble. And, um, literally, and, and and I tell my mom and my parents that all the time, I was like, it should be easy. Kids should be kids. Adults should be adults. Humans should be humans and case closed. And, but I, unfortunately it can't, it's it's not that easy. It can't, I, for some reason, I don't know. I still can't wrap my head around why it's, it's just like the nature of the beast, right? Like you, you, uh, the status quo will never be enough. You do have to always, you know, work on these things. You always have to work on your, your, your person. You always have to work on your relationships and your career and your, you know, your brain. And, um, you know, you, you do have to do those things to, to maintain purpose really. Um, but if you can do it with, you know, with some, some kind of positivity or compassion or even with gratitude when you um, like a big thing, I, a big thing I learned when I was diagnosed was if you, if you change your mindset from, I have to do this, I have to pick up my kids from school. I have to go to the doctor. I have to work out you change it to, I get to. I get to pick up my kids today. I get to go to the doctor today. I get to work out. Wow. What a difference, right? Like you just think of this, it's such a simple phrase, but it's this mind mindset shift of, Mm -hmm. of changing it from a slightly negative connotation to a slightly positive one. And it's, like I said, it kind of goes back to giving compliments to others, giving compliments to yourself, instead of you looking in the mirror and going, Oh, my eyes look so puffy today. Mm-hmm. If you can say, you know, whatever, my smile is really bright today, or my hair looks terrific or whatever, right? Like these are the small minuscule changes that, that if you, if you do them and you practice them daily, eventually they become a habit and a habit becomes a routine. And then a routine becomes a way of life. And, mm. you know, I, um, I, I do try to, like through my, when I'm on Instagram, I, I sometimes try to say like, you know, this works for me. 
and and maybe you're listening to this and you think this will never work for you. And I don't know. I can't say that it that it's going to 100% work for you. I, I don't know, but it does work for me, and I feel better. Um, I feel happy. Yeah. I feel hopeful, and I feel like my life has not just a purpose, but it is a beautiful journey. It's, it's not just a trailblazing to the end there. You know, it, it is a, I'm able to be present and to enjoy who I am right now before I look back in 20 years and go, man, I really wasted my thirties or my forties. Right. Like I want to just accept, you know, there's that, what is that prayer? It's like, accept the things that I cannot change. Yes. And, yes. You know, it's like, I do the serenity prayer. Yeah. The serenity prayer. And it's like, I, I, mm-hmm. I feel like that has helped me get rid of just so much anxiety or guilt or hatred about whatever, right? Like whether it's things within yourself, within your body, within your mind, or whether it's like relationships or you know, whatever. Um, but it's helped me to look around and be grateful for the things that I, that I have, you know? And like I said, I, I get to do stuff I get to. And, and in my case, because I battle a disease that does, does kill women. Um, I get to live my life and I get to honor the women that that didn't get to live, you know, and it's important to me to always be this way because not only do I have children that I am a role model for, but I, I want to live my life like this. Like I want to know that I did live my life with intention and purpose and that I did my very best to be the best type of person that I could be, you know, the best version of me, the the kindest version of me. And again, I'm a flawed human. I make mistakes. I, I don't always do well. There are many times, many times where I like, like the year I had cancer, where I, I I was like, I told my husband, I was like, am I a bad person? Is this why it happened to me? Like, like, is this why? And you know, we all know that's not true because right. again, you would never say that to your friend. If your friend got cancer, you would never fucking say to them, it's because you're a shitty person. Duh. Like you would never say, but why right. do we say that to ourselves? And and this is what I'm talking about where even with all these years of me trying my best to, you know, like look for the good or be optimistic or like use logic to reason through things, you still fall into those so even now, now that I don't, I'm not like actively facing cancer, but, but sometimes things happen in my life where things don't go my way. And, you know, there's whatever, like whatever the thing is. And, and I say, I'm like, maybe I'm really the bad person. Maybe I'm really the person that was mean or maybe like whatever. Right. And, and then you try to remember, well, if we just like pause and like use compassion and use kindness and like, look for the good, we, we can actually see that surely a lot of our issues are issues of misunderstanding. Um, similar to the example of the people in the grocery store that we don't like, like 
we don't like them because we, we don't understand them. We don't know their right. story. We don't know what we don't like about them other than we don't like what we're seeing. But if we knew what their story was the same way where, you know, like I said, this family member was like, well, if you don't speak English, they should get out of the country. And I'm like, well, your grandma doesn't speak English. Why is it different for your grandma than all? Like, again, using this, where we try to remember the circumstances of others and to just push kindness out of us, it really does. I mean, I don't know. It makes me feel better. Like I said, I feel like this would work for people. Right. Uh, this is, you know, I'm not like a licensed therapist and I'm telling you this is what you have to do, but this does work for me and you can try it. And if you hate it, then don't do it anymore. But if you try it and you find that it makes a difference, then awesome. Great. You know, like do the thing. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's funny to me because I, I, you know, we can read all the self-help books and, and we can get help ourselves. And I advocate it for all the time. I think it's great to get counseling, to get therapy to go to therapy, but the fixes are so simple mm-hmm. and the fix, I mean, like you said, it doesn't work for you, but I believe to a certain extent that the one fix that could help everyone is being kind to yourself, being compassionate mm-hmm. to others, being kind to others, compassionate to yourself. That is the quick fix. If anyone's looking for a quick, that is it. I mean, there's, there's, it doesn't get simpler than that. We like to like, I, you know, as uh, again, the stigmas and maybe, you know, society says, well, you have to go, you know, you have to be prescribed medication and blah, blah, blah. And you're crazy. Um, but really when it comes down to it all and covering the layers and like getting down to, you know, the actual, um, the answer it's simple. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's too simple yet. We overcomplicate it. Cause we're looking for this big, like, Oh, amazing light. The yeah. open. And, and, and if, oh if my the gosh, big I thing found is my too answer. Big, yeah. Like if the big thing is too big, you can start super small with your own reflection in your privacy of your bathroom. You can say one affirmation to yourself. Yes. You can look for one thing in your face, in your body, mm-hmm. in your home, in your family that you are grateful for, that you're appreciative of, that you like, and start with that. You know, it, yeah. um, it doesn't, like I said, it's not an overnight thing. It's, it's certainly something that mm-hmm. it's, it's a, it's a habit that you need to start right. to create, you know, and uh, it, you know, if, it, and it's so, simple. It's so simple. It's so simple and you can do it. And you just have to, like I said, remind yourself that it's, it's the practice of self-love. It's not the practice of, you know, arrogance or, Mm um, you know, any kind of fakeness. It's, it's say a genuine intention, Mm -hmm. say a genuine compliment, say, Look for something that you're genuinely grateful for and um, start there, you know? Yeah, sometimes it might be, like you said, it might even be too hard for us to be nice to ourselves. But if, again, if we be kind to others, being kind to ourselves will come more naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, the mind, like I said, the mind is so freak. It, it's interesting and it's very, very powerful. 
So it's like, even though the practice might be towards someone else, you'll learn to it, the mind will click to where it's like, hold on, I'm being mm-hmm. kind to all everybody else. Mm-hmm. I also need to be kind to me and it'll come naturally to you. It is mm-hmm. like, where, when did this happen? Like, what the heck? Like I gave myself a compliment today. That never happens. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's an extraordinary thing when it does happen. And like you said, it's liberating, it's freeing. It is at peace with yourself. Um, but also I love that you pinpoint in your journey that you do like self-reflecting. I feel like that's something that I like to touch base on a lot because I think we forget that, that self-reflection is um, a huge part of not just um, our everyday, but our entire story, entire journey. Like if Uh we never take time to self-reflect, then who are we really? I mean, do you know yourself that well? Like if you don't take time to self-reflect, then you don't, you don't, you can't sit here and tell me, well, I know myself a hundred percent. Well, yeah. When's the last time you self-reflected? It doesn't even have to be like about yesterday, you know, self-reflect about past you, like remind yourself of how far you've come. And, uh, I, I, I think not a lot of people can sit here and say that when I read that, I was like, that's the key. That's self-reflection is another huge part other than being kind, but, um, it really brings together everything and understanding like at a found, like it builds a foundation. So like Mm -hmm, you're mm -hmm. able to hold yourself up because you're strong enough to know, um, yourself at a different level and you get to see how it's like a pyramid, it just stacks. And so like you, you self-reflect, you, you have this understanding for yourself. Now you're open, you're opening these, the floodgates to, you know, right. a, a, another level. And then it's yeah. like, you know, cause we all want to achieve self-love, but self-love. Yeah. Like we, we all want to be, you know, Bob Ross or, yeah. or Steve yeah, Irwin sure or, or uh, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> like we all do and yeah. we all admire that. And, you know, it, you can get there. You can can get there you absolutely you know um tell me a little bit about um barbells for boobs I know you kind of mentioned it in the middle but um I know you have also a link and I'll be adding it to the synopsis um listeners know all your information will be in the synopsis your IG handle whatever social media else you want me to add on there but give us a little bit uh more info on that because I do want the listeners to know because October is just around the corner and I know it yes, doesn't just have to yes. be in October, but right, I would like is. them to be informed. Yeah. And, um, that way they know, Oh wait, you know, I have a link. I, can, yeah, yeah. I, I know where to go. So, so Barbells for Boobs is a nonprofit organization that was, um, originally when it was created, it was to help women that are diagnosed with breast cancer, um, you know, have access to, either diagnostic services, if they thought maybe they found a lump or if they needed further resources. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the time when it was first created, it was very much like um, affiliated, I guess, with CrossFit uh, because the um, founder of Barbells for Boobs, Ziana Hansen, used to be an affiliate owner. And so what she did was she created this nonprofit to uh, support women with breast cancer, mainly because her breast friend was diagnosed and she was like, what do I do? How can I do something for others? And that's how it started. So it's been years now. It's like 10 years. And the 
focus of the organization is still on breast cancer survivors, but it's expanded a little bit where it's not just about getting you to some kind of um, access to some kind of diagnostic or access to a doctor, but it's promoting health through exercise, right? So it's, it's promoting, um, it's giving women access to um, exercise channels, as well as other resources, including, you know, like I said, there was, um, there's a physical health coach, there's a mental health coach, there's online programming every day, there's, uh, there's support, there's connections with people. Um, they also have a podcast. And so there's a lot that they do for women, whether they're recent survivors, like newly diagnosed, or they're past survivors, like anyone is welcome. And it's, it's no longer simply like doing CrossFit stuff. It's, it's very much about exercise. So yeah. if your exercise is biking or swimming or racquetball or that's fine, all of it's good. We're happy with all of it because it has, there, there are studies coming out that exercise improves longevity of cancer survivors, specifically certain cancers and very specifically breast cancer. And yeah. so that's kind of the mission now. And, um, one, one recent thing that they've created a couple of years ago was something called the medical advisory board. And I sit on the board as a, as the resident pharmacist, but also as a survivor. Yeah. And I think there's four or five of us on the board that are also survivors. So it's very unique because we do have this perception, like with this very unique point of view, I guess, um, of not just being someone from the medical aspect, but also being a survivor. So we're really tailoring the program to be the most well-rounded for, for women that are going through their breast cancer diagnosis and going through their treatment and for them to realize like there is hope and yeah. there are ways that you can be supported. And if you want to continue to move your body, this is what we're here for to help you do. And in, in all the ways that you're capable of doing it. Um, so for right now, all it is, is taking daily walks. We're here for it. And we want to help you go further and, and do better. So I love that. I like to pull up. Um, I like to educate myself depending on who my guest is. And that was one thing I had one, um, Jessica on not too long ago and she was sharing her breast cancer story. Um, but I had pulled up the breastcancer.org and, um, there was, um, research that was published April of 2020 well, of last year. And that it states that, you know, it recommends two and a half hours per week, um, because both before and after being diagnosed with breast cancer with a high risk of reoccurrence is linked to better survival and mm -hmm. it'll lower the risk of reoccurrence mm -hmm. according to this study. And mm -hmm. it's like, it all comes back to health and your, your well being. Yeah. And, and, and it's astonishing to me. And it's kind of like barbell or boobs had it right all along. Yeah. You know? and, I mean, and, and it, it's, I mean, like certainly, uh, obviously we still want people to go through their medical treatment, yeah. but this is now a real like a uh, cornerstone, I guess, or like a real mm -hmm. peg in the board of yeah. something that can promote health, promote longevity, yes. prom like decrease 
um, you know, decreased chances of mortality, but also increased chances of like positive outcomes. And so there's a new field in oncology now called exercise oncology, which is specifically focused on getting an understanding, like how does movement and exercise help with a cancer diagnosis? And you know, the research that's coming out is, is really astounding with, with even just like the actual physiology inside of a tumor and how, how a tumor responds to a body that is, you know, getting some kind of like aerobic activity or getting some kind of strength training. And um, yeah, it's remarkable. I mean, before we were told you got to rest, just take it easy. And now it's the, like I said, the science is showing that that's not necessarily best. Rest is not best. It's Mm. you, you do rest when you're needed. Of course, that's important, but, but you, you don't want to go down this like sedentary slope and make it harder to, you know, return to normalcy and like return to physical activity, but also that physical activity will help with positive outcomes. So, so if, if you're staying at the status quo, it's not going to make you worse. Your physical activity is not going to make you worse, but if you continue to do it, it might make you better and give you better results. And I think too, with like physical activity in general Mm -hmm. helps you with your mental health. Um, And I personally, very much enjoy being outside doing my workouts. Um, all my neighbors know I'm like the person on my driveway that, you know, like I, I jog with my dogs for my warm up, and then I do my workout on my driveway. Like all my neighbors know this and, you know, people drive by me and they honk and, but I like being outside. I like moving. I like being in the sunshine and when, when it's bad weather, you know, I accommodate for that, but, um, you know, I, I just, there are feel good anecdotes to support this, but there's more importantly, actual scientific evidence to support that all of these things are good for you and, and for people to consider doing them and to actually start doing them. And, you know, like I said, start small, if all it, if all it is, is a walk, then walk. Mm -hmm. And, um, if all it is, is one compliment to yourself a day, start there. I am so glad that you said yes. I know it took us a while to I get know. it coordinated. <laughs> but oh, the um, summer was like crazy for me. Uh, I feel like it flew by and we had really bad weather here a lot of the time. So I'm really happy to have done this. And I just really appreciate that you do this. And I don't know. I just, I just think you're doing such a good thing for the world. And And even if you don't do it for the world, like for your kids, right? Like just teaching them to be good people, it's important. And we, um, we can all, we can all use some kind of motivation or like influence from somebody and, and maybe kickstart that for ourselves and for our lives and hopefully do better ourselves too. Because I feel like I can't do it alone. You know, you guys can sit here and hear my whole story, but wants to hear that and that's why you know when I had reached out to you and you're probably gonna well you won't hate me for this because it's hard to make you mad but (laughs) or offended but you know you kind of were um taken aback 
you know, you were like, what me? And, um, you know, you have an astonishing story. Hi. Hi. And, um, she has gymnastics, but here, come here, let me do your hair. And, um, it was just when I heard, when, like I said, when I started following you with street parking and just hearing your story and like how much you shared. And, um, I just feel like, you know, people like you, you've been, it wasn't even with street parking. You've started to be authentic way before then it was like, you know, you started to share and that's, that's what moves mountains. That's what gives people strength. That's what changes the world. That's what changes everyday, you know, human beings is listening to, uh, bye, listening to, you know, and, and seeing someone be so vulnerable and sharing. And so, um, you know, so when I, when I reach out and I, I talk to you sometimes, you know, maybe someone tells me no here and there, but, um, when it's the yeses and it, it just, it reminds me not just one, I can't do this alone, but that this story, whether it, regardless if it changes one or many, it's going to change a life. You might not, it might not be someone that's diagnosed with cancer. It might be someone that went through or is currently battling, but one life, that's all it takes is one life. And, you know, I just, you're, you have always, I've always been drawn to your energy. I don't know. It's just like, I was like, I, I think you are a badass. I think what you do is, is, um, is great. And, you know, I've, I've really count street parking, um, as a blessing in disguise. Um, and, um, who would have known that we could do fitness, uh, yeah. you know, in the comfort of our home virtually but, and, and, and yeah, connecting and, with people and across. connecting. Yes. Yeah, like, like you guys, we don't live in the same state. You know? no, I know. <laughs> so it's just, well, thank it, you. It, and, um, beautiful. thank you. And, uh, I just said, thank you to a compliment. So yeah. y- y'all can do it too. Right. Like, <laughs> but I do ready to throw out your jeans. Just say thank you to a compliment. Thank you. Know, really. They, it, they, thank you. Are, like I, um, I try to be authentic and, you know, uh, I'm not for everybody and, but I, I, I like who I am. I'm happy with who I am. I'm, I'm just, I'm just happy. I'm very content and, you know, life is good, man. Uh, life is good. I do. I don't know. Well, first of all, let me ask you, do you have anything else you want to share? Do you have anything else? No, I don't. I, I really want to, uh, I don't know. I just feel like so joyous and I just want to, like, I, I kind of want to, I don't know how to say it. Like sometimes you, you see or do something like earlier, like before we started recording, when you were asking me about the CrossFit games and it's like, you go somewhere, you do something and it like kind of rejuvenates your spirit. And this is sort of, this has done that for me in a way that I didn't realize I needed. Um, sometimes you don't know that you're like lacking something until like a good friend comes along and has a, you know, a great chat with you or, uh, and, and I, I feel that, um, cause like I said, this summer was incredibly busy for me. There were a lot of things, um, that were not favorable and, just difficult to deal with. And, um, 
like I said, I try not to say, oh, it's a disaster. I'm trying to say these are, these are setbacks or these are mm-hmm. issues or these are like manageable and they were difficult and they still are. And some things, some days I'm just like, Hey man, things are groovy. I have no issues. And some days I'm like, yikes, what a day. But, um, this is a good day. This is a very good day. I'm very happy to have done this. I'm very happy that you asked me. I, uh, like I said, I feel like reconnected with my own life purpose. So like, even if nobody listens to this episode, even if I'm just talking for myself, like it's put me at peace where I need to be and it's filled my joy cup and I feel like energized enough, uh, for whatever, for whatever tomorrow can bring, you know, for whatever, whatever happens in that chapter in the book with the twist ending. And so, yeah, I thank you for this. You're welcome, but thank you. Um, I was about to say just thank you, but you're over here saying that you need to take a compliment, but, um, yeah, I feel like that, that right there, what you said. And if Deborah's listening, street parking 62, cause she's not 61 anymore. Oh yeah. She turned 62. Yeah. Finding joy was her thing. And that was joy for me because it's just a reminder to keep going. Like the podcast, it might, like you said, maybe no one will listen to it, but when I'm sitting across having these conversations, like I, I'm not the only one that for me, I don't want to be the only one that walks away uh, feeling full, like, you know, filling my glass. I want the other person to as well, because, you know, it's these human interactions, these conversations and with deep meaning and we're sharing and we're saying so much, but um, for the other person to walk away feeling the same abundance I am. And, um, cause it's always such a great honor to me to listen to your guys' stories, to sit down. And I feel, um, connected to everybody now. Yes. It's like, I feel like not uh, what I'm, I can't think of the movie cause it's not the matrix, but I feel like I'm like, like, I'm like my mind, like my, I'm, I'm right here, but you know, I, well, maybe I don't know what movie cause it's really not the matrix, but I feel like I'm plugged in and. I can feel every one of you and yeah. um, my, it's one of my husband's favorite movies, but I cannot remember the name of it. Uh, and I feel that way. And it, like, I always tell him, I'm like, it reminds me not one that life's too short. Um, yes. Not to take life for granted, but that we all share some in some way, in some tiny speck, however you want to say it, similarity and, mm-hmm. um, And it's so beautiful to understand that, that, you know, we as humans aren't too, we're, we're so much more alike than we give ourselves credit for. And so when I walk away, I'm just like, I, it's like, I I have, you guys give me a piece of you and I'm just like, yeah, this is like, you know, so amazing. When Ziana started the barbells for boobs podcast, um, she was saying to me, you know, one thing that she remembers from, from her youth, as uh, she saw a billboard and it said, everybody has a story. And I remember like, she interviewed me for the, I think it's been two years now. And I remember when she said that I was like, Oh, I don't know if I would ever like really listen to someone's story, you know, or I would ever feel that way. And like you said, this is all part of my journey of like trying to be better and trying to be more like, um, you know, like better, uh, 
appreciating others or being understanding or being like empathetic or whatever. And, um, and so this is, this is how I feel about a lot of these podcasts when I listen to them is, wow, like, even though I don't know this other person, or I don't like, I don't live the same existence as them, whatever that story is on whatever podcast episode, but you're right, we are all connected, and we all have a story, and we can all find some kind of common ground, and also recognize that ultimately, we all are looking for the same thing. We're all looking for safety. We're all looking for love. We're all looking for acceptance and we're all looking for peace. Really. Like we, we really are just looking to be happy humans. And um, so, yeah, I can, uh, I can see, you know, how you're saying like where you do feel connected to people, how easy that can be. And, you know, the more we hear like people's stories, we can continue to, to realize that and like look past differences and try to Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, and try to find the good in everybody. Yeah. Yeah. There is so much good in this world. We just have to find it. Yeah. Um, I do always ask every listener, I catch everybody off guard. Most people get, oh my God. And then other people are like, why didn't you warn me? But I like quotes. I think quotes, um, other than sharing our stories, I feel like quotes is the one thing that we can kind of all agree on, like that we have. Like we could, we share, um, Mm -hmm. if it's on social media, maybe you're sharing it with a friend or maybe you share it with yourself or I don't know. But the point is that we can all agree that quotes, we either all look for quotes, we all read quotes Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or, or it's like something in our lives that we tend to look for. Um, so I always ask, what is a quote you would share with all the listeners? What is your favorite quote? However you want to do it. It could be one, it could be two, it could be five. I don't care. But yeah, I have a is, lot. Uh, well, then share. <laughs> um, one of the first quotes that I put up when I was a teenager said, "Do what scares you," and um, and that's really just about living life just slightly outside of the box of comfort. You know, trying new things and doing stuff. But um, since my diagnosis, my something I say a lot is is gratitude is an attitude. It's um you know, I, like I said, I, I practice mindfulness and a big part of that is, is being grateful for things. And kind of like the example I used earlier, instead of, instead of, I have to do this, I get to do this. And, um, it, it really can change your perspective. And that's a big one. Um, it's a big one on how I live my life. It's a big one about, you know, like I think about, even though, like I said, breast cancer is the worst thing that happened to me, the things I can look around at and be grateful for are the fact that I live somewhere where I have access to healthcare and the fact that I have insurance and the fact that I have, I, I can afford my co-pays and mm-hmm. I have a vehicle that's reliable that gets me to my appointments and I have enough money to put gas in my car. These are all things that I'm grateful for because I know that's not a reality for everybody. And so these are just like, I mean, like I said, these are cancer examples. Fine. Let's use non-cancer ones. Like you can, you can be grateful for electricity. You turn a light on and you know, your all your devices are powered and you have running water and you have, you know, a, a child to love and, you know, a spouse uh, to support you 
if you have a pet, like so many things, you can look at anything and, and realize that. And so um, gratitude is an attitude. It, it's really the way I live my life. And um, the last one I'm going to share is be well today and all days. It's, you know, it's very, it's just happy thoughts, I guess. It's nothing yeah. specific. Um, it's not like a horoscope <laughs> where it's like specific <laughs> to you. It's, it's just be well, be well today and all days. I like that. Yeah. Um, now, where can they find you? Where can, I'll, I'll put in the synopsis, but where can they find you? Literally the only place you can find me is on Instagram at the fighting Fox. Um, or if you live in my neighborhood on my driveway. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. So social media is getting, getting weird. I got rid of my Facebook, but I do enjoy Instagram. Um, I like the cubes and I like to stay abreast of what's going on with the, you know, other people that are doing street parking and other people that are in barbells for boobs. Uh, those are my main, my main focuses. And, oh, and, and if you watch my stories, I share a lot of, um, dancing. Uh, I follow a couple of different dancers, like, like, um, hip hop and, uh, poppin' dancers, like break dancers almost. And, uh, so I share a lot of their stuff. That's, that's it. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, so yeah, thank you again for being on the podcast. Um, thank you just for being a part of the movement. I mean, if we can't change as long as we could change one, we could change many. Yeah. Um, Cause that person will change another and then that and that. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you. I'm so, like I said again earlier, but I'm so glad we did this. Um, thank you for taking your time out of your day. Uh, we can literally sit here forever and chat. I yeah, I think so. After after, <laughs> after thirty minutes, and I'm like, oh yeah, we could chat all day long. I say like, this is Absolutely. nice. Absolutely, um, yeah. I loved it. And um, so before I get off here and chat with Sandra a little bit more, um, thank you guys again for supporting the podcast, for supporting the movement. Just you know, for always taking the time either to reach out or you know. Um, letting me know and messaging me because I'm always available. Um, if you can't reach me on social media, you can always send me a uh, email at Desiree at selfloweeffect.com. Don't be, do never hesitate to send suggestions or questions. I love questions. I promised um, you guys that, you know, as the podcast grows, we would get people on here, even, you know, whether it be psychologists or life coaches or therapists, whatever it is, um, divorce coaches, that way to not only educate, but to help you guys in a different light. Um, but like never hesitate. I love them. I'll take them all. I'm getting better at social media. I think these messages, um, mom life happens, coaching life happens. So, I mean, life, it's life. So, um, but if you don't hear from me, you know, it, it might take a few days, but I'll, I'll try to re get back. At least I do my best, but anyways, thank you. I, I love you guys. Um, and, um, before I go, before we go, let me drop you guys some discount codes, save your hands, stop tearing, head over to what and done. Um, they have a remarkable group of people. Um, they're always willing to help any questions you might have. They will answer on the spot, head on over, use, 
Treasures 10 at checkout. Um, Summer Collection is just about here. It's around the corner, August 23rd. Born Primitive does launch their summer collection. And I think, honestly, it's the best yet. Um, I am excited for all these new designs and these bright colors. And I like, you know, like Sandra said earlier, I like the neons. I like, you know, anything that makes me stand out, I feel comfortable in. It makes me happy. Um, So BP has their summer collection. Also, if your kids are going back to school, they do have the kid collection as well. That's already dropped. But um, you can use the um, link in the synopsis or in my bio on my social media that automatically saves you 10% at checkout. There's no actual discount code. The discount code is the direct link. Um, now, if you guys don't already know, I also support and am a big fan of First Form. Um, they, their mission has been since day one to change lives. Um, it's not about the money. It's not about you buying their products. Um, it's just about changing lives for the better, making the world a better place. So you can head on over. You can use any of the link. Well, I'll have the direct link, but you can shop um, first form and get free shipping. So um, also, if you guys need an accountability coach and, you know, a self-love coach, <laughs> I'm on their yeah. app, the first form app. You can find me at Desiree at selfloveeffect.com. And maven threads get yourself some cute little headbands soak up all that sweat because you know if you do sp you sweat a lot on the daily um you can use (laughs) self-love effect 15 (laughs) i'm always dying and those headbands save me it's like water buckets as i squeeze it out um but also head on over give street parking your love give brute force your love give the fighting fox your love just let's just share some kindness and love and Uh, make the world a better place. And as I always leave you guys do something today um, that will leave the world better than you found it. So we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you. We love you. Thank you. Later.